Okay, so today I would like to talk about the importance of education, the importance of education, whether it be formal or informal, the importance of education. If you look around at the world today and you look around at society and look how much we've evolved as a civilization within the last hundred years or so, that alone. Now, if we add the aspect of technology to it and how much we've evolved with regards to technology just in the last 20 years, how far the world has advanced just specifically because of technology, uh, one would be keen to pay more attention to the importance of education. Again, whether it be formal or informal. So let's just say you look at the formal aspect of education and what it is, meaning going to school to obtain an associate degree, bachelor's degree, or certificate from attending a four-year university college or community college in order to achieve or attain that particular goal. That's one way. Uh, the second way of informal education would be educating yourself. Especially today, there's several ways and several resources to be able to educate yourself with the internet being number one. And number two would be just having a simple job is another way to educate yourself. And I'll use an example. Let's just say that you want to study business, right? You want to study business and you would like to go to school and study business. So I'll give you two examples. So if you go to school and study business, you can get an associate degree in business or you can go and get a bachelor's degree in business management. You can go and get an MBA as well. But let's just look at business in that aspect of the formal way of going to college and getting a business degree. Now, nine times out of 10, your business professor does not own the business. He or she just has a degree in business. So they're just basically, for the most part, passing along information in a subjective manner in which they've learned from their degree program. Now, for me, I'll look at it and say, you know what? If I wanted to study business, I can actually go to the local barbershop and talk to the owner who probably more than likely didn't go to school. Or maybe he did, I'm just assuming, right? I could be wrong in my assumption. Let's say he didn't go to high school but or college for the fact, but he was able to open up a successful barbershop or two for that matter, right? He would be able to give me much more definitive information about what it takes to be successful in business than the professor would. In fact, I could probably go on YouTube and get seven free videos from people who are actually doing what I want to do for free, which would definitely prepare me for the first business course that I actually take. So just keep that in mind, right? And you think about this on a much deeper level in finding your own niche along the way of doing this, right? So let's just say, for example, if you want to look at it and say, well, go get a job at McDonald's. That's another aspect of business, right? So if I'm working at McDonald's, I'll tell you this right off the bat. Speaking of education, I look at it and say, you should be stealing all that shit at McDonald's if you work there. So what do I mean by that? You should be stealing all the ideas. You should be finding out how the wholesale process works. What's the vending process look like? What's the HR process looks like? What's the accounting payroll process look like? In two years, I would say you should be the manager at McDonald's. And also, you should have acquired enough skills and knowledge in order to maybe possibly open your own McDonald's through funding, crowd, I don't know, but just different various ways to actually achieve that goal of setting out on your own after a while. Because if you're just having a job for the sake of having a job, you got to ask yourself a real question for what? Why? Especially if you don't like the job. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but there was a recent study over the last few years that showed worldwide that 85% of all people who have a job actually hate their jobs. I won't use hate, but don't like the job that they have. But they did use the word hate, but they just don't like the job that they actually have. Why do you think that is? Think about that. Usually it's because we settle. So I did start off and I did have some goals and dreams. I wanted to open my own business. I did want to go to college and do all those things, right? But somewhere along the line of me chasing that dream, 
either I gave up or I ran into some challenges and obstacles and I retreated. And somewhere along the line, one of my friends told me, well, hey, bro, I can get you over here with me at Walmart. I think to myself, well, hey, I do got to pay my car note. I do got to pay the rent. All right, cool. And that's 10 years later, right? So now here I am, I'm coming into Walmart and I'm just asking for an extra plastic bag and you have the most worst attitude in the world. But again, I do understand. I'm not knocking that. But somewhere along the line, I know it wasn't that person's goal to become a Walmart cashier at 30 years old. I'm more than positive that that wasn't their goal of what they wanted to do. So if I was 30 years old and I had to put myself in their shoes, I'd be kind of frustrated as well. But if you stress on the importance of education and educating yourself in some form of fashion, more than likely, you probably wouldn't run into such a scenario for yourself in the future. That's just something to think on, right? Again, we're talking about formal versus informal. With regards to college, there are there are some things, a few professions that you definitely need to go to school for. One would be to become a doctor. One would become a lawyer. Any type of doctor for that sense. One would be to become a lawyer. Anything in that profession of engineering, like you got to go to school for those things. But today, let's say, for example, if I wanted to study uh, English and become a screenwriter and the average price to go to, let's say, USC, USC, you want to go to USC? And you want to go for full time, and this is without staying on campus, fifty-five thousand a year. And you're going to study English. Me personally, I'm definitely going to try to talk my kids out of there because I'm just not something I'm paying for you to go to school to study English at USC for fifty-five thousand a year. The average time to graduate is six years. Six times five, you're talking about over three hundred thousand dollars for an English degree. Now I can go out and start a blog without a high school diploma. And the amount of time that it takes you to obtain your degree in English, I'll start a successful blog and gain over 100,000 followers within three years. And after you graduate, what I would do is employ you to edit for my blog and even write for my blog about $40,000 a year, $50,000 a year from freelancing. Although my blog more than likely will generate over $200,000 a year. Just really think, just really think. You have to think outside of the box and stuff like this. Like it, now, if you don't even know where to start in a sense and it's something that you want to do and you're just curious about doing it, I would always just reach out to a company. Let's say, for example, if you wanted to know more about accounting, I would just call up an accounting firm and ask them, hey, I'm over at a particular college right now. I'm looking to study accounting. I'm just calling up. Just want to see what's a typical nine to five like for a person in this position. What's the salary like for a person in this position? What type of degree do they hold in this position? They'll be able to give you much more definitive information about what it takes to be successful in that position than you would ever get from going and talking to a counselor or something about that particular field because you're going straight to the source of what it is that you're trying to do. What are you doing it for? Think about it. Just really think about it. Like, what's the purpose behind your intent of having a job, of going to school? There has to be a goal. You have to always be striving towards something. You got to get out into the world and educate yourself, whether it be formally or informally. You got to be able to control your own world around you and you can't get lost and left behind. You got to get out there and hustle. Your hustle got to be crazy. So what does that mean? If you up at three in the morning writing a paper and then you come into my class at 7 a.m. and you're telling me how tired you are or then you got to be at work at 12. Why are you telling me this? I really don't care. You hustling, right? You want to be great. This is a part of the process up at three in the morning writing a paper, being in class at seven and work at 12. That's a part of the process. And if you're not built for that, then you're not built to be great. I'm, and this is not a knock or anything like that. It's just me being honest. Not saying that you can't because you cannot. We can always train ourselves and teach ourselves and discipline ourselves to do any and everything that we want to do while our time here. 
it's just important to just stick into the process and understanding how the actual process works. Think about the younger generation, especially for the millennials. This, this is more so for you. They live in a world in which nobody lived in before them. So what do I mean by that? They live in a world in which they grew up on the internet. They grew totally up on the internet. So their whole concept about the world, their whole ideas about the world came from the internet. The average 16-year-old today is literally 20 times more advanced than the average 16-year-old 20 years ago. If you talk about the world, if I needed to write a paper on China, a five-page paper on China, 20, 30 years ago, it would probably take me a couple of days to do some research and get that completed. I could write a five-page paper on China in an hour, just off Google and the internet alone. A thorough paper, a paper filled with actual facts, not something that you're just making up and BSing along the way, simply because of the internet. Now think about that. They live in a world in which nobody's lived in before them, a very unforgiving world for them, meaning this. Anything that they do is actually monitored or put online or video recorded. And you'll look up that same, let's just say, for example, I saw a, a video on the internet about a year or two ago, and there was a little kid in the park in which he was uh, shouting a lot of racial slurs towards an African-American male, and the guy was just recording him. He was just recording him. Now, as I'm watching the video, I know for a fact that that's just learned behavior that he picked up from the environment. But here's the thing. That same kid who was seven or six years old at the time will turn 27, 28 and try to run for office or some type of political or the campus president or whatever it is. And somebody's going to be like, uh-uh, they're going to show him that video. Unforgiving. Now, now, for those of us who didn't grow up in that, can you imagine if everything that you did when you were a kid was recorded and placed online? Where there'd be the fights, the arguments, the teasing and all this stuff like that. Think about that. Now, understand the importance of educating yourself. Educating yourself on the world, educating yourself formally or informally. And when I say that, it's just not about the school and the knowledge aspect of it. It's also about educating yourself on people and how the world has changed and how much we are evolving as individuals. As I mentioned, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own mindset. Everybody have their own niches and things that they like and that they actually dislike. You, you got to be able to sit back and absorb all of this and not be so judgmental towards the choices that people choose to make, so to speak. And co college doesn't guarantee you success. Just because you have a degree, that does not guarantee you success. However, college does state and show that you're able to start something and finish something, which is very important. But we know plenty of people who never even graduated high school that are extremely rich and very successful. We know people with doctorate degrees that are totally idiots, in a sense, can't think their way out of a box. So again, Education doesn't guarantee success. It doesn't. It does not guarantee success. You know, plenty of people who never even graduated high school that are very successful, very well off mentally, intellectually, as well as financially as well. That's just something for you to think about in terms of developing a much deeper understanding of the importance, the importance of education, educating yourself. So if you if you're just out here, right, and you're working a job, I would ask the question, why? What's your goal for working that particular job? Why? Like, what do you see yourself within a year from now with that job? Two years from now with that job? Because if not, if you don't have any goals for yourself within the job that you're at, whether it's just to stack some money and move on to the next one, or to grow within that job, or to steal their ideas to go and become their competitors, you're going to create a world of art break for yourself. You're going to create a lot of chaos in your life for yourself. Because again, there's nothing that's driving you outside of this. Now, here's something that you should also know. You cannot, it's impossible for you to show up to a job every day for a year and complain about how much the job sucks. 
It has nothing to do with the job. It's you. 100% you. 100% you. It don't have nothing to do with the people on the job or anything like that. It's you. 100% you. It's based upon choice and perspective. Nobody puts a gun to a person's head and says, hey, give us your resume, submit the application, accept the terms of employment, and then you get there and you complain. You, you could, They can switch it up on you, but you still can't complain. It's all based upon perspective. If you're showing up to a job every day for a year and complaining, it has nothing to do with the job. It's actually you. You're the problem. You're the issue. And it's based upon your perspective. You're doing this out of choice. It's not a forced thing that you're doing. And if you don't have enough confidence to be able to step away from a job, especially if it's toxic and it's hurting and it's making you sick, you're dreading to go in, there's not enough money in the world for me to show up every day for a year for something that I don't like or people that I don't like for that matter just for the sake of money. That shows a huge lack of confidence in who you are. That shows a settlement type of attitude that you're just settling and taking what's ever given to you. You're never gonna be happy in that. You're never gonna be comfortable having that type of mindset. That's not, it's like, again, it's like oil and water. It just doesn't mix. Your perspective, everything is about perspective. Everything is about perspective. Everything is about perspective. You gotta be able to take risk in this thing called life. That's the important thing. You must be able to take risk. Risks are important because risks also reward at the end. Again, risk also reward at the end. When you got a lot of confidence in what it is that you're doing, of course, you're not going to hit the mark every time. You're not. You're not going to hit the mark every time. You're not. It's, it's possible. But if you're driving yourself and you're pushing yourself to be able to overcome challenges and obstacles first mentally before anything else, you got to do this mentally before you do anything else. You got to do this mentally before you do it any, any place else physically. You got to overcome the challenges and obstacles within yourself and within your mind. And then anything else you encounter along the way becomes much more easier to deal with. People become much more easier to deal with. Trust me, people become much more easier to deal with. The moment you change your attitude towards things, people and things will change their attitude towards you. You'll see that. You'll see that. That's like the magical part of life. That's the beauty of growing. That's the beauty of looking back on how far you've come in life to where you are now from a more healthy perspective of being more optimistic, more positive, more loving, more peaceful within yourself. And if you want to measure yourself for growing, only thing you have to do is encounter a specific situation or incident that pulled you off of who you thought you were. You reacted in a certain way in which you felt bad about later. And then you encounter that same type of incident again, but you don't react the same way. You kind of think about it. You're more conscious of it. That's how you know that you're growing. That's how you measure yourself growing. Again, you go look at an incident or situation in which you reacted a way that you didn't like. You felt uncomfortable afterward. You felt kind of embarrassed for responding that way. You let somebody pull you off your game. And then, you know, let's say months or years go by later and you and you encounter the same type, if not the same incident. And then you respond much more differently because you're more conscious of being able to walk away to have a healthy conversation about it. That's how you can measure yourself growing. That's how you can measure yourself growing. Just having a, a attitude like that makes you an asset. An asset to anyone, whether it's your friends, whether it's a job or anything like that. That makes you an asset. Having a positive attitude, being optimistic in life, you're definitely an asset to anyone. Ask yourself this. Are you an asset to your friends? Ask yourself the question. Are you an asset to your friends? The friends that you have right now in your life. I want you to think about this. If we're talking about the importance of education, right? Education being an investment, right? What's your ROI on that investment, on that friendship? What's your return on that investment? If I go to school for two years to earn an associate degree or certificate in nursing or business, 
that's me investing my time, my energy, my physical presence in that classroom and that place I'm studying in order to obtain that certificate or degree. So I know the return on this investment. I'm going to obtain a degree certificate or license and I'll be able to get employed in a nice field for whatever I'm choosing to study. Now look at your friendships and examine them. What's your return on that investment? If you're surrounded by individuals on a daily basis and the only thing you guys are doing is just gossiping about people, talking about people, what they're not doing and how they're doing it, just being very judgmental, where will that relationship be in three years? What's your return on that investment out of all the time and effort that you put into it? What's your ROI on that particular investment? If you're not surrounded by people who are encouraging you, who are supporting you, not putting you up on game, like if my friend's not putting me up on game about how to buy real estate or how to sell my stocks or how to purchase a home or whatever it is that's positive or, or bringing forth positive energy, something that's just positive, I don't want to be around that. I know what the return on that investment is in two years. It's nothing. It's a wasted two years. It's two years of my life that I can't get back. It's two years of my life that I can't get back. That's why I say it's very, very important to educate yourself, whether it be formally or informally about the world. You, you got to be able to step out on your own and see what things are about in this life where you're going to get left behind. You are. You're going to always be angry. You're going to always be bitter. You're going to always be miserable in a sense. And that is infectious right there, being miserable, angry, and bitter. You tend to surround, we tend to surround ourselves with that. And you look up, you, you see that life pass you by, and you're 50, 60 years old, and you got the same exact attitude. Nothing's really changed. You really think that life is living from check to check. You really feel as though that there's nothing out there. It is what it is. No, everything is here. Your whole life is right here. This is where your whole life is at. It's right here in your head. Your thoughts are your reality. If you don't know this and you're not aware of this, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. Your thoughts are your reality. Your thoughts is what create your world. Your thoughts are what create your world. There's no way that I can give you daily positive experiences with a negative pessimistic attitude. That's impossible. It will not happen. It's like oil and water. It just doesn't mix. There's no way that I can give you daily positive experiences with a negative attitude. Everything is in your head. I said this before. He who says he can and he who says he can't are right. For me personally, I can probably have a five minute conversation with somebody and kind of figure out why they have all that chaos in their life or why they're so happy all the time or why they are the way that they are. And it's all based upon the conversation and attitude. You can just pick that up. Just pick that up. Just listening to people, studying people, being observant with people. Everything is based upon your thoughts and how you perceive things. Everything, your whole world is right here. This is your whole reality is all in your head, man. And you'll find that. I know I mentioned this on another video about how to do mental push-ups every day and how to discipline yourself to be more optimistic about who you are, more accepting of who you are, more loving towards yourself, of doing your mental push-ups every day. Those are just simple positive affirmations. You make that become a daily part of who you are. Understanding whether it's through prayer. Be careful with prayer. Be very, very careful with praying. Be very careful with praying. Because prayers work. And they tend to, whatever you pray for, you tend to get it. But it usually doesn't come in the way that you expect it to. So here's an example, right? You may go and you may pray and say, please, God, help me become a better person, a more patient person, a more loving person. Because you may have been going through something, right? You get up off your knees, you feel good. You just pray, just meditate it. Stretch out. As soon as you walk outside of your door, your neighbor comes up to you. What the? Cursing you out, telling you how you did something, do something in the garage or whatever, hit their car, whatever. You didn't do it. But the first thing that you do is you mirror their energy. You start cursing them back out, going, huh? Now, God's looking down like, I 
you want me to help you become a better, more loving person? So you're not thinking about it from that perspective. You're thinking it's going to come the way that you want just easily to you. No, it don't work like that. That's not how it works. It's specifically what you ask for, you receive. I remember there was a point in time when I was always praying. I would ask like, please, God, just grant me the strength and the patience to be able to deal with myself as well as others. And it wasn't until a friend told me this concept of, hey, you need to be careful. Because I, I was talking to my friend, J-Way, about how, man, I noticed when I pray for strength and patience along the way, I seem to get more people coming to me, whether it's to be negative, whether it's to be aggravating or frustrating for something that's just these little things. And he said, it's because you're praying for strength and patience. <laughs> that's why you're asking for strength and patience. How do you think it comes? I'm going to send you negative, annoying people to you to do these things to you in order to strengthen you because you asked for it. You want to be more patient. You should be more listening then to these people who are coming up aggravating you. You need to deal with that. Like, wow, never thought about it from that perspective until I examined it more thoroughly and I put my whole life into context of every prayer I ever said, which I, I think I told this to somebody else too. Everything I ever prayed for, I've received. Everything I ever prayed for in life, I've received. Everything I ever prayed for in my life, I've received. Everything that I've ever prayed for in life, I have received. And it wasn't until I was able to step outside of myself and see what my friend was telling me, like, yo, that is correct. Whatever you pray for, you do receive, but it doesn't come the way that you expect it to. It doesn't come the way that you want it to. It doesn't come that obvious way. Please, God, help me, man. I just need to pay the rent. And if you could just bless me with a thousand dollars right now, then I'll be okay. Cool. All right, cool. I'm going to that. And you go out. And you have a car accident. And the insurance pays you $1,000, but you broke your leg, though. You got your $1,000, though. You know what I mean? Prayer, prayer. That, that is very important, being mindful of that. Expect that. That's another form of educating yourself. That's another form of educating yourself, of understanding prayer, understanding how prayer works. Once you get a chance to kind of dive deep into yourself, into who you are, with regards to your spirit, again, you, you, it, it, I can even use the concept of educating yourself about yourself and who you are by going deep into yourself, examining the things that you experienced in your childhood and how it affected you and where you are today. Do you have children? Are you passing that along to them as well? Think about that on a deeper level. On a subconscious level, do we do that? Think about that. Typically, we go through life, if we, if we grew up in a kind of hardship type of life where we have to struggle and get through life as a young age, like just growing up with our parents, we tend to want to give our kids the things that we never had as opposed to showing them the things that no one ever taught us, which is much more easier to do. Because when we give them the things that we never had, in my experience, and I'm thinking about my, I'm speaking of myself based upon my own family and my children, they, they don't look at it like that. They don't see it the way that we see it as being so grateful and appreciative of the moment. To them, they don't know anything but what you're doing for them right now and what you've always done for them. So they'll never have that perspective of what we see it as. Like, if it was me receiving this, I would be so grateful as a kid because it's two different worlds. Two different worlds, two different worlds. That's just something more to think about and examine in your life on a much deeper level. Again, it's very, very, very important to educate yourself, whether it be formally or informally throughout life, in order to not get left behind, in order to save ourselves from being trapped in the rat race of life, whether that's working from check to check, having a lot of chaos in our life, not understanding our friends and our environment, just not feeling who we are or who we think we should be in this life. I hope that these words will help someone, touch someone, just speaking in general about the importance of educating ourselves. Thank you. Guys.